Hey everybody, Shane Presley here, Rock Paper Podcast. Thank you so much for checking out another brand new episode. And I've got a fun one for you today. Returning guest, singer, songwriter, producer, engineer, multi-instrumentalist, and my buddy, Paul Niehaus, the fourth. We had a lot of fun sitting down talking about his debut album, If I Stay Too Long. That's due out on August 18th. Uh, we sat at his studio, Blue Lotus Recordings, and talked all about this album and some of the stories behind uh, these songs and played one live acoustic for you. So hope you enjoy it. I do want to remind you, as always, Rock Paper Podcast is brought to you by Friendship Brewing Company in Wentzville, Missouri. Serving up all your craft beer needs. Over 25 rotating taps over there. All kinds of tasty beverages, delicious food, burgers, nachos, flatbread pizza, salads, pretzels, all kinds of tasty eats. And uh, great live music happening out there. Every Thursday they kick off the weekend with Singo Bingo Night. So August 10th, come out to Singo Bingo. August 11th, Denver Wade Trent. Uh, Saturday, August 12th, Josh Liddig, and Sunday, Matt Waltershed, and all those will be at the Wentzville location, and if you've been following along, you've been hearing me talk about it, but they just launched a brand new Friendship Brewing Fly High location just outside of Wentzville in Flint Hill, Missouri, same great beers, all kinds of a uh, different food menu, though, all kinds of different food out there with uh, the new Fly High Kitchen. And you can come out and experience that and some live music this weekend at uh, Fly High from Corey Clapper on August 11th, Friday night, August 12th, Jeff Waltschauser, and a big one, uh, my good friends Dustin Arbuckle and the Damn Nations return August 13th, 2 to 5, at Friendship Brewing Fly High. Again, find all the information at friendshipbrewing.com. Be sure to plug in with them on the socials and uh, come out and support your local brewery. If you uh, need anything from me, you can always find me at rockpaperpodcast.com. Hit me up on the socials. Feel free to email me, rockpaperpodcast at gmail.com. And uh, with that out of the way, sit back, relax, and enjoy a brand new episode with Paul Niehaus. Um, the podcast is kind of like a... It's like a radio show that's not on the radio. It's on, it's on the internet. Does that make sense? Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> that's also like my mom. Uh, it makes it sound more confusing, doesn't it? Uh, it sounds like this. Hey, everybody. This is Paul Niehaus IV. You're listening to Rock Paper Podcast. Rock Paper Podcast. This is beat paper, paper covers rock. Rock beats is the Shane covers nonstop. Never know what new kind of guests that he's got coming at you. Live and direct on the spot could be rock, folk, country, or hip hop, jazz. All kind of folks that he has could be an artist or a comedian to make you laugh on the Rock Paper Podcast. Double decker fudge round rolling round. Shane coming at you live and direct from ground zero. He's your hero. He's your bestie. Rock paper podcast with Shane Presley.
Podcast. Hey everybody, Shane Presley here, Rock Paper Podcast, coming to you from St. Louis, Missouri, hanging out today with returning guest, Paul Niehaus. Welcome back to the show, my friend. Thank you so much, Shane. It's great to have you here. Yeah, back at uh, Blue Lotus, uh, always a good time down here. Man, we've done a we've done quite a few of these now. Like, yes, we have. It's always a pleasure to have you here, man. I love your professionalism and your passion for the music scene. Well, thank you. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, I, I love that uh, we have this friendship and partnership. Like you're always uh, messaging me some of your latest work, bands you're a part of, or people you're recording, or whatever it is. We've we linked up in uh, many different ways over the years. Um, I was looking back actually uh in 2015 you first appeared on this uh show and but we've been right. we've been friends for longer than that and yep. uh you know it's just fun that uh we're to see where this continues to take us and uh we're here today to talk about your debut album that's which, right which you know so you've worked on so many other records yeah uh as far as playing and producing and recording and and everything and and now we're finally getting to talk about uh, your own record. So it's really exciting. It is exciting. And I'm glad you wanted to take the time to do this. And I'm very proud of this record. It's 11 songs and 10 are originals and there's one cover and put a lot of time into it. Um, and I'm very proud of it and I want it, to, want it to go well and I hope people hear it and enjoy it. Yeah. Well, I can tell you I enjoyed it and I'm excited for everybody else to give it a spin when coming up here soon when uh, we get to official release and we're going to leak a little bit out here on today's episode but uh yeah i uh, i really didn't know what to expect hit and play you know just because like we've been a part of again so, so many different records yeah you know you some a little bit of rock some blues some soul some uh some country you know there, we've you've kind of done everything as far as a player as a uh in recording wise so i was kind of uh just curious of what your own personal take would have been and it's a little bit all of those like this like yeah. it really kind of touches on every almost every uh end of the spectrum of american music like amen there, man there's a, a lot of different sounds coming through on this record so that was my goal you know yeah the the umbrella is americana you yeah. know which has a lot of aspects you know and and i am a pluralist of music i hear i hear it all as one thing you know, because genres, they're helpful descriptors for us all to understand music, but really like from the act of creation and, and, and the deepest enjoyment of music, there is no genre. It's just, there's music. Right. That's the way I feel about it. And, and so, yeah, I'm glad like there's even a song on here with steel drums. It's like a Calypso feel mm -hmm. and uh, there's a gospel song and uh, it's a rock and roll song, you know? And so, yeah, yeah I'm, you know, it's just, I, I have diverse influences and, and I like eclectic records, you know, and, and hopefully there is like a, some, some ties that go through it, you know, and it's not just random all over the place, but I do like musical diversity. I do. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man. That's what it's all about. You know, I'm all about the, you know, different spices of life. The variety is a big, uh, big part of it, man. I enjoy it's kind of a stock answer, you know, like everybody says, like they, I like a little bit of everything, you know, yeah. and that's, but that's really like my playlist on spotify or whatever like you hit shuffle on that thing you're gonna you're gonna go for a ride like yep. it's it's all over the place so. that's good man and uh but it's all i kind of look at it like uh or I, music's like a big uh like mood enhancers you know it's like mm -hmm. 
depending on whatever you're into, like, you know, if I some days I'm feeling a little more, uh, wanting to party and I've got, you know, different songs to do, help me, you know, want to dance and have a good time. And then I get, you know, some days you're just kind of feeling down and you want some kind of a little slower, um, you know, I, unfortunately, yeah. <laughs> I, I like a lot of like depressing music uh, that like for somebody that's very positive and yeah. upbeat in my personal life. Like yeah. a lot of the music I listen to is very dark and depressing and stuff. And I don't know, I don't know what it is, but it's a, it's a good balance for me. It works that's what and, it is. So yeah. I enjoy these songwriters that pour their hearts out and these terribly sad songs. Yeah. And it's like, um, but it makes me feel, uh, you know, it's like I, I sympathize with these songwriters saying you know telling their story and stuff even if it's not you know uh biographical or anything but it's it's fun to hear these stories and for me so absolutely um but so anyway yeah i like uh i like a little bit of everything so this record is a great example of that i think uh, maybe what that kind of surprised me the most because i haven't really quite heard that from you but you mentioned uh having kind of the one that's a little bit of island with steel drums and stuff it definitely uh yeah. Um, I hadn't really heard that side of, of what you do. So that yeah. was, uh, that was kind of, it was kind of that, uh, you know, Buffett, Marley, you know, Island type of sounds and stuff. And, uh, it was a lot of fun too, man. So that's a fun song. That's a party song. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah you can't be, you can't feel bad uh, listening to that. Like it just takes you to the beach and yes. feel good, man. That's the message too. It's yeah. It's, uh, the bad times have come on, come and gone. We're waiting on the sun to rise, the sun to shine. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's yeah positive theme. Yeah, this is a new new where he got you know he's been around for a good while now. But uh, uh, Michael Franti, oh uh, yeah, I like a lot his uh, and um, you know that's the same kind of stuff. He's kind of tapped into that some of that sounds and he's got a lot of different sounds. But like I feel like I kind of consider him like a modern day Bob Marley kind of almost to a, an extent, just because like everything he talks about is just such a positive uh, message and stuff. And he makes you feel good. And like, you just like, you, it's, you know, it's just a contagious kind of thing. And that when you're in that room with him, like you just, it's very uplifting and just why everybody wants to dance and sing and have a good time with him. And absolutely. It's a vibrational thing. Right. And music is spiritual nourishment. Yeah. I definitely feel like you're channeling some of that in that song. And, uh, I, honestly, maybe one of my favorites, uh, from the record was a song called, uh, Swamp Stop. Oh yeah. Um, uh, which is an instrumental track. It is. Uh, but this is just <laughs> nasty. Yeah. <laughs> it, was, nice. uh, it was, uh, this is like, I mean, I, you, you know, you've been around me long enough. I, a lot of, I love like bluesy, uh, you know, like kind of rock and, uh, this kind of taps into a little bit of everything. It's a little funky. Like it's got a, it just feels good. And, um, you just kind of get that stink face going kind of something when you're listening to it, man. It's just like, totally. It's just got a good groove to it. It's aptly named then. Swamp yeah. Stomp. Yeah, yeah. Right. And a quick story about that one is that my girlfriend, Jackie Tuber, she's on the drums on that one. Oh, no nice. kidding. So she's learning the drums like, and very shy to do it like i'm trying to convince her to play drums for on that song at the release show yeah. since she did it on the record but she's like oh in the studio we could do it like two or three times and but live you you can and it's like it doesn't matter it yeah. doesn't need to be perfect let's just do it everyone's gonna love it so yeah. hope, hoping that she'll be brave enough to do it come on at the jackie show. come on jackie you yeah. can do it 
So yeah, she played drums on that, and I I played the guitar, and we did that live together, and then I went back and added a bass track, and then a lead guitar on top of it. And uh, that's a song that we've just been jamming down here. Me and her love to just get together and jam down here and come up with little riffs. And um, I'm really happy that uh, that one made it on the record. Yeah, I had no idea Jackie uh, played. So that was that's uh, very cool to hear. So uh, she keeps it very simple, and that's my favorite. That's yeah. my favorite kind of drumming. Like, okay, I love crazy drumming too, and all that. But sometimes you just need the pocket, sure, in its most fundamental form. Mm-hmm. So I think you know. I mean, uh, like you look at. Uh, like a white stripes yeah. um big white yeah, yeah. like some people like kind of ripped on her for yeah. her, for her drumming skills you're right just like ringo it's yeah. like oh that sounds too easy it's yeah. like okay you do it right yeah but it's like it didn't need to be anything you got no. you got jack shredding up there that's all, like yes he's he's leading the song and you didn't need anything flashy on drums you just need to, somebody to hold the pocket there that's and, it man and uh so i i agree i think uh Meg is underrated as a drummer. I think, you know, it's just like, she's nothing, you know, she's not doing any wild solos or anything like that, but it's like, she, she served the purpose of the song. Absolutely. And, uh, so. Absolutely. And it, and it takes discipline to do right. that. It takes restraint to do that. Right. Sounds great on the song and it doesn't, you know, need, need much like, uh, let the guitars, um, do the work and, you know, so. Yep. And up until a couple of weeks before I finished this record, I was debating whether to have take that melody that the guitar's playing on it and and do words to it and try to tell some sort of story about it. And, right. and I went back and forth and finally decided, oh, okay, we'll just keep it nasty instrumental, yeah, you know. Right. <laughs> so yeah, I'm not real big like in, instrumental music, really not like my go to, mm-hmm. but the song it it didn't need it. Like, yep, you know, just like it was it was. Uh, Sometimes you feel, you feel like it's unfinished, like, you know, it is, it is missing lyrics or something like that, mm-hmm. you know, like uh, certain songs. But this one, I was like, man, that doesn't either. That sounds good just like that. Like, just let it go. And Great. Um, so, yeah, I agree. Uh, you know, I just, it, I don't know that what you would have, you could have, I'm sure you could have added something. But, yeah. you know, it's just like, I do feel like it was just right how it is. So Absolutely. Well, thank you. Yeah, man. I'm glad um so you uh so we got the record on the way let's uh let's give them a little uh sneak peek we wanted to uh share a song called my daddy's old guitar yes may i tell a story about this song yes please okay this song was written by my friend gordon wanamacher who lives up in butte montana so i've been going to butte montana every year but one since 2016 it's uh my favorite place to go and uh, I go up there to the Montana Folk Festival, which is in Butte, Montana. I just got back from that about two weeks ago. It was fen- phenomenal, man. It's folk music from all over the world. And there's a bar up there called the Silver Dollar Saloon in uptown Butte, Montana. And they have an open mic on Wednesday nights. And I saw Gordon perform this song. This was October of 2020. And I said, Gordon, that's an amazing song. Would you let me record it? Gordon is 70 years old. He he wrote this song 35 years ago, I believe. Something about that that yeah. many years ago. And so it had never been recorded. And it's my honor to be able to record that song. And uh, he's happy. I'm happy. It's it's just a beautiful kind of story song. And uh, Yeah, man. Yeah. Uh, the, the, does this uh, parallel pretty close to your own story or do you uh, you know a little bit yeah. uh my dad he 
he uh, played guitar when he was about 12, 13, 14 years old. He got a guitar up at Nottleman uh, Music in South County. And that was an old silver tone acoustic guitar. And when I was young, that's the guitar that I had lying around that I first started playing on. And, you know, old acoustic guitars after time passes, like the, the quote action or the, uh, the space between the strings and the fretboard, it can kind of, you know, with humidity and whatnot, sure. get hard, like real hard to play. And so that old silver tone is the one that I learned on my daddy's old guitar. And, uh, so there is the parallel that, yeah, I did get to learn on my dad's old kind of trainer guitar yeah. and, you know, it, uh, it's hard to play, but then when you do move to something better, uh, it, you've already got, you know, the muscles and the, the technique as opposed to starting on something that's just perfectly set up, you know? So mm -hmm. I like old guitars and high action and big necks, you know, like I like the vintage things. And, uh, so yeah, uh, my dad still, still got that guitar nice. and, uh, full circle. Now he's, he's learning the guitar again after not having touched it since he was in his teen, teen teenage years. So, hmm. yeah. That's cool. Yeah. I, um... Well, it takes me back to the good old days, back to the good old ways, back to the good old days playing my daddy's old guitar. Showing me how to squeeze a trigger Looking after me till I got bigger Teaching me how to sharpen a knife Giving me an edge on the rest of my life It takes me back to the good old days Back to the good old ways Back to the good old days Playing my daddy's old guitar Teaching me how to drive a car G chord on a guitar Telling me not to curse the weather How to keep my heart as light as a feather Yeah, it takes me back to the good old days Back to the good old ways Back to the good old days Playing my daddy's old guitar Telling me it's okay to fight my brothers Back to back against all others Showing me how to string my bow Write my name in the snow Yeah, it takes me back to the good old days Back to the good old ways Back to the good old days Playing my daddy's old guitar Telling me stories about his dad Teaching me good from bad Playing catch till the sun went down We had the best dad in town But it takes me back to the good old days Back to the good old ways Back to the good old days Playing my daddy's old guitar
Yeah, this was uh, one that struck me. I got a little emotional listening to it uh, just because my my relationship with my, my dad's complex, I guess, uh, mm-hmm. difficult, unfortunately. Um, so listening to this, like it took me back to when a simpler time, the good old days, yep. as you would, as, as there is talked about in the song. And, and, uh, so brought up some emotions with that, like, just like thinking about my own childhood, uh, and dad would play guitar. He was, he, um, played a little electric guitar and his more go-to instrument was harmonica. Like mm-hmm. that's kind of what he was more proficient in and would jam with some bands with that. Uh, nice. And, um, but, uh, but anyway, yeah. So this was, uh, this touched a chord, man. Like it, uh, you know, for me, like it was, and I think I'm sure other people are going to feel, feel a similar way. Um, you know, applying it to their own story with, you know, I think, uh, there's a lot of young, uh, guys and girls that learn to play guitar from their, their dads and stuff and, or, you know, some, a father, father figure of some sort. And, and then it's going to be, uh, you know, touch on those emotions. So absolutely. It's a very heartfelt song and I'm just thankful that Gordon let me, let me record it. Yeah. Yeah. I get you recorded it and then send him a file or did you, uh, I sent him CDs too. CDs, yeah. yeah. And what do you, uh, he, he just, he's, yeah. he loves it. You know, what? I saw him just a couple of weeks ago while I was up there. Yeah. He just went on and on about how, how happy he is that it made it on the CD. And, yeah. and, uh, he's been walking around town up in Butte with a copy in his pocket, just showing it to everybody. <laughs> nice. and so, yeah. He's a great dude. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, big shout out to Gordon. Yep. You know, um, yeah. I, uh, I don't know, man. It's kind of wild to think about that. Like, you know, the guys and girls like Gordon around the country that just like, you know, have these great songs that some people may, you know, a lot of people probably never heard or, Absolutely. you know, or, you know, unless you stumbled into the right bar on a certain night and stuff. So, yep. Yeah, and, and that's the folk tradition, man. I'm a, I'm all about folklore and passing down like oral traditions. And yeah, some of the best songs no one no one even knows about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but yeah, you know, it's cool that you uh, you saw it and you know heard it and you saw what the potential in it and that yep. to get it. You know, this needs to be heard by some people. I'm going to try to uh, share that message. So absolutely, we got it on recording now, and uh, these uh, CDs and uh, digital. Uh, is everything going to be available on the 18th? The 18th is going to be a physical only show okay. and the full digital release will happen in November. Oh, okay. Yep. So you got to wait a while yep. then for that. Yep. Uh, so come on and get a physical for sure. Please um, do. Support this project. But um, August 18th, we'll be having a, an album release party mm-hmm. here in St. Louis, Missouri uh, at the Mad Art Gallery. That's right. And you're bringing along some some friends to make uh, make up the band and uh, help uh, bring this party to life. And that's right. Yeah, opening the show is my good friend David Meyer, who performs under the name Von Meyer. So he's a great prolific songwriter, um, and so he's going to open up the show. And then my band will come on, and I'm gonna, I'm going to have a five piece band. So I'm going to have Kevin O'Connor on the drums. I'll have Tom Maloney on the bass. I'll have Filmo on the guitar and David Meyer on the guitar. And I'll be playing guitar and singing. And then closing out the show will be my friend Boo Radley, who goes by Red Eye Hi-Fi, DJ Red Eye Hi-Fi. Yeah. And he's, he'll be doing an all-vinyl DJ set for an after party. 
Very nice. Yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah, that sounds like a fun night. And uh, hopefully we'll get Jackie up on the kit too for- Fingers uh, crossed. So no pressure, but you know. A little, a little pressure. <laughs> yeah. <a> little. <laughs> uh, did most of the uh, cast uh, play in the live show? Do they also record on the record or- uh, You know, um, Kevin did two songs on horns. He wrote the horn arrangements for If I Stay Too Long and 66. And so he played Barry Sax and trumpet and Filmo played some guitar on it. Um, but mo- most of, most of the parts on the record, I, I play, you play, up playing, you know, yeah. play a lot of it. Yeah. Yep. And there's, uh, some background harmonies yes. on a couple of tracks. Yes. I had some great background singers. Filmo's one of them. Lotus Lunabelle, Lindsay Michelle. She's one of them. Reese Lewis is another one. She's a fantastic local singer, and she came in and put that Mavis Staples style to, or Aretha Franklin just power on top, you know, just brought it to that yeah. level, which some of those tracks really needed. So, and I get to give a huge shout out to the executive producer of the album, Mr. Eric Luther Ingram. Eric is a local producer, filmmaker, and his dad was Luther Ingram, famous for the song, If Loving You Is Wrong, I Don't Want to Be Right. Oh, yeah. And so Luther was an artist on Stax Records, and he lived in Alton, Illinois. And so Eric's been mentoring me and guiding me along the process, and he's been a great asset and a f- great friend. And uh, so he's the executive producer of the record, and he uh, he brought Reese in for the background vocals. He brought Mango Jay in to play the steel drums on the Mango Man. So yeah, yeah, nice. How did you uh, end up officially meeting him? Then how do you to uh, link up? I started doing some Stax tribute shows. Mm-hmm. I think it was 2019 or so and uh and he he came out to them and introduced himself and uh we stayed in touch and just kept meeting and uh we have a lot of irons in the fire now a lot working on a lot of different types of music and projects so he's going to be starting his own podcast soon All so right. i'll keep everybody informed about that yeah what uh now as far as like executive producer role like what what all did that entail on this record like how did just kind of more gu- like I said guidance and yeah you know um he's not a musician like he doesn't play anything but he has he has a musician's ear he can listen to stuff and know what he likes and what he doesn't like and express it mm-hmm. and he encouraged me to try some ideas on here that I wouldn't have thought of and um so that's a good thing you know right uh to have ideas that that uh are outside of your peripheral it's it's a good thing to consider and uh so um cutting up songs moving moving forms around uh virgin on the mountain track number three he wrote the third verse to all right you know so um yeah yeah he's a great dude i'll uh look forward to introducing you to him yeah yeah that sounds fun i get to, i always enjoy meeting new people and um you uh but you do a cover uh that's right of a luther song right? that's right so. one of his father's songs i'll be your shelter in time of storm it's one of my favorite of his dad's songs. And um, it's a beautiful song, uh, a beautiful message, you know. Uh, uh, when the rain starts to fall, I'll be there just to hold on to, just like a shelter in time of storm. I'll see you through. That's what I'll do. Um, so, and I played all the instruments on this track and um, had the, the background vocals that I mentioned. So, yeah, it's a fun one.
your troubles seems more than you can afford and you feel you need a friend someone to share the load when your sky grows cloudy I want you to know you got a friend that's true just like shelter in a time of storms I'll see you through That's what I'll do When your dreams Are scattered Just like the wind blown sand And you feel You feel you need a friend I'll be there I'll be Reach there. out your hands I'll be there And when the rain starts to fall I'll be there just to hold on to Just like a shelter in the time of storm I'll see you through, that's what I'll do Just like a shelter in the time of storm It sounds huge. Like uh, just like, especially um, at the end, like uh, the repeating line, and just like I just you know, you just like feel like you want to get up on your feet. Yep. And everybody, you know, you're feeling the energy, and everybody just uh, kind of taking it to church, kind of feeling like that. You know, it's like that. That's it. That uh, as they say. So. Yep. Um, but it was felt good, man. It was just a, a fun song, and uh, it is a fun song. Yeah. yeah so. Again, uh, physical copies available on August 18th. Digital, you'll have to wait till November. Um, yep. And uh, so. We're putting out, putting out one single and it's going to be a music video too. And that's the, the first track, Chase the Sun. So we got a great music video that we shot. It's all done. And that'll be out August 11th. Okay. And um, Chase the Sun, you know, it's, it's, it's a song about adventure and um, going out on the road, you know, and 
uh so this this track uh we it, it's got kind of like a the who vibe you know yeah and uh very raucous and energetic and a jam at the end and so the music video um i got a bunch of dudes down here uh in this room and we we jammed it out that's that's a half of the video the other half is me riding my bicycle out in tower Grove or no not um francis park and wilmore park which i i like to ride my bike there like every day that's that i can when the weather's nice and mm-hmm. uh so it was just something that i do all the time i thought it'd be cool to incorporate that and in just a natural real vibe yeah so that'll be out august 11th yeah man that sounds cool i'm excited to check that out uh i guess that'll be uh on your socials and uh mm-hmm. youtube and you betcha um yeah so be sure to follow along um do we uh do we have a paul Niehaus uh artist page and stuff on socials or what's the best way to I mean, yeah. Um, my my Facebook page is just it's just one page, you right. know. And uh, uh, Paul Neos IV, you yeah. know. And uh, I have an Instagram at right. Paul Neos IV. I know you do, uh, and you do quite a bit of work under uh, Blue Lotus, uh, absolutely. As far as your uh, recording studio and stuff, so yep. people can plug in there also. Please do at Blue Lotus Recordings. Yeah, man. Yeah. Um, yeah, I uh, I don't know. Chase the sun, kind of. Uh, there's parts of that your voice uh kind of gave me like uh maybe david bowie or nice. something kind of that that right into that rock that side of rocking for sure stuff so i don't know just uh that was but, one of my influences for it vocally for yeah. sure so i like, thought that was that was fun to hear and um there was uh what's uh so I'm, I'm real bad sometimes about like just listening and not reading the tracks the titles <laughs> uh, right uh, I think it's uh is it till the world is gone maybe? Yeah. Cat Stevens kind of feel to it maybe is it maybe it's like Oh yeah, no that's uh if I stay too, long, stay too long with okay, the yeah. uh it's like a sing along la la yeah, la la yeah, la la yeah. yeah man. Total Cat Stevens yeah, inspiration. Right. Yes. But that was you know I kind of picked up on that too like yep. it it almost feels like could have been like a long lost cat stevens tune or something so Absolutely man. Uh, I just I love the music of the 60s and the early 70s yeah. so that's really where I'm drawn from is the inspiration is, is that era. Yeah. Yeah. That's all, you know, stuff I was raised on, uh, you know, my parents record collections. And, uh, so all, all that speaks right to my heart too. So all that, uh, all these classic, uh, American records and stuff. So totally, I try to listen to a lot of new stuff, which is kind of fun. Cause like new stuff is all influenced by the older stuff. Um, you know, I do, I do tend to, I'm like so focused on like St. Louis music. So like, I'm yeah. like, don't really listen to a ton of other newer stuff besides my friend's music. Like that's majority of what I listen to. How, what a beautiful thing that yeah. is. Man. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's, a, uh, so there's people like, will tell me about different artists and I'm like, I have no idea. Like, right. Just not in my frame of reference, you know, at all anymore. Like it was, there's, you know, obviously I'm I know about a lot of the big ones, but there's there's quite a few that slipped through the radar for me. So, for sure, me um, too, me too. May I mention one more thing? I got to give a shout out to the drummer on track one. Okay. So, do you know the Canadian singer songwriter Daniel Romano? Um, I I think I know. I saw he's like, coming to town, right? That uh, he does every one maybe once a year or so. If he's coming, I got to go see him because he's one of my absolute favorites. I think he's he's in his thirties. He's like. He's like, to me, he's our generation's Bob Dylan. He's just okay. so prolific. He changes styles when it started as like traditional kind of country to punk, to rock, to psychedelic. 
Well, so he has a twin brother, Ian Romano, who okay. plays with him on the road and plays on his records. Well, I asked Ian Romano because I saw he advertised on Instagram. Hey, I, I have a studio and a drum set and mics. If you want me to record drums for one of your songs, let me know. You know, here's the prize and this is how it works. And so I reached out to him about that one, Chase the Sun, and uh, sent him the track. And I said, you know, we're going for kind of a The Who vibe, like Keith Moon. Yeah. And he, he nails that nice. like nobody I know. And uh, so like... I got those drum tracks back and I like from the first time I heard them to now, if I play that, when I hear the first chorus hit with that crazy, it it physically makes me laugh out loud. It's just like, Oh my gosh. Like there's no way I could have done that because the previous version, which I, I had had up on Spotify and YouTube, but it's gone now of chase the sun. I was playing drums on it. And it's very just simple because that's what I'm mostly capable of on drums. Uh, but he just took it to this insane primal level yeah. that I just love. And so I got to thank Ian Romano for doing that. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, only reason I, that, I don't know, maybe I, I might, be, might be way off, but I do follow a lot of the venues, obviously keeping track of live shows. And I feel like I may have some, at least saw something, a similar name. So maybe I, I might be way off, but I'll, Definitely have to check both of those guys out. Definitely. And, and uh, my, <clears throat> but yeah, I, uh, especially if you're saying he's a Bob Dylan esque and stuff like. Yes. He's, so. he's brilliant. Yeah. Dan Romano just cranks out like multiple albums a year. Yeah. Some of those, some of those guys, I don't know, like they're very prolific. I don't know how they, and it's like, all quality you know yep. it's like it's not like filler stuff exactly you know? it's just like i don't know how you guys do in this like multiple records a year and it's highly inspirational yeah i do agree the the drums sound great on chase the sun so uh, nice yeah not, he nailed it for sure yes he did yeah <laughs> um well let's uh we uh we kind of touched on it uh but we wanted to maybe share a little uh live acoustic take on a if i stay too long yeah let's do that
gonna take the blues away And that is power in a song It goes la 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 Yeah la 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 Oh la 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 Yeah la 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 And if I stay too long And everything goes wrong I'll let the rhythm drive me on And if I lose my way Then I'm gonna stop and say Let the melody guide me home I wanna sing this love So we talked a little bit about it, kind of this uh, 70s kind of sing-along feel to it. Uh, anything else kind of come to mind with uh, with this song uh, as far as lyrics or anything yeah, else? Yeah. Um, I co-wrote this song with Gene Jackson and Thomas Ingram, who's Luther's brother mm-hmm. um, and Eric's uncle. Um, and really proud of, proud of this song. Um, it's got a simplicity to it. Uh, that I really enjoy, and the lyrics, the the verses, they they tell a story. It's it's a song about music, like you right. know, like the hook, blues traveler, that kind of thing, where it's yeah, kind of sure. meta or whatever. It's like it's kind of a song about music and an ode to music. And um, originally, I, I had a whole different title for it. It was I think I just called it love song or mm-hmm. I want to sing a love song because that's the first line in the chorus. But my friend David Meyer, Von Meyer. Uh, he's a great songwriter and just into aesthetics and ideas. And he said, man, you should take this line, this, just this one line from your, the last verse, which is if I stay too long, like, and make that the title. And w- once again, that's an idea I never would have considered. I never would have thought of that. But when I thought about it, I said, yeah, that's a good idea, you know, because it's, it's kind of just impressionistic. It lets, it could mean anything. It, right. it could, you know, um, it doesn't need to mean a literal thing. It's, and so, and that's the title track too, because I think it's just kind of an evocative title and, um, uh, you know, all the one syllable words in a row. And so, yeah, I got to thank David for that idea. Yeah. I think it also works uh, well for, 
you know, like when people are searching, mm -hmm. uh, you know, whether it's on your digital platform or on a uh, Google or anything else, like love song. Oh yeah. Uh, was pretty generic. Maybe, Absolutely. you know, so like if I stayed too long, it st yep. stands out a lot better than, uh, so completely. I, I think all that, uh, factors in, I think it works a lot better. So, yep. Um, I mean, how many different one, one, just like you get all the other things that are just labeled as love songs and stuff. Completely. Too, so. That'd have been a terrible title for the song. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right, so, uh, so yeah, but yeah, man, this, uh, this sounds great. I really, like I said, a whole record's a lot of fun. Really proud of you, man. I'm like, it's, uh, it's cool to hear Paul and Niehaus record. Like, Thank you know, you. as far as being your friend for all these years and watching you perform in several different bands and, uh, you know, different projects over the years and things you, uh, it's fun to hear, uh, you out front as, uh, leading the, leading the way with these songs. And, um, thank you so much. Shane. Yeah, I really enjoy it. So, you know, I, I, I could have done this a few years ago perhaps, but I don't think I'm, I was ready, honestly. Like, yeah, it, 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 you know, well, what, what kind of goes into that? What, like, take me back to, you know, uh, when, before the start of what was, what was going through your head? I mean, you're, like I said, the music's, uh, you know, all you do, but yeah. when, when, what is, uh, the thought process? Like this is the time, the time's now I need to, yeah. I need to make a solo record. I need to put these together and. The solo record, like some of these tunes have been in the works since 2018. Right. So like I've been slowly assembling the songs and there are other songs that I was considering too, but whittled it down to this. Um, but, you know, part of it was just, I, I, to be honest, just fear, you know, like there's a comfort in going out with a band and right. other people on the stage because not all the eyes are on you and not all the pressures on you. And and. Um, I'm over the fear now of going and doing solo gigs just because I've done it so much recently. But when I first started doing that, you know, 2017, 2018, just under my name as me, it, man, my my heart was yeah. racing, you know, um, palm sweaty, mom spaghetti. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, it was, it was very uh, fearful. It was a fearful thing. And, yeah. and you, you just got to keep doing it, you know, and, and going beyond that. So in that sense, I don't think I was ready before, you know, and, and I, I've always been more of an instrumentalist and, and it's, it's only more recently that I'm really focusing on trying to build up the muscle of my voice too. And the confidence as a singer, you know? Mm -hmm. uh, so, yeah. Unfortunately, I feel like probably a lot of artists don't get over that. Like, you know, we, that don't, can't beat the fear of getting out there and performing. Like, I've, you know, some, again, kind of going back to the stories about the, some of those performers and stuff uh was in songs songwriters and stuff like they just you know they whether it's in their basement or garage or whatever it's something they do with friends and they just don't feel ever have the comfort to take the stage and perform these songs and yeah. um so uh especially like you see like uh i watch a lot of that america's got talent and mm -hmm. stuff like <laughs> it's yeah uh some of it's cheesy but some of it's like i mean you know, there's some, there's some good stories in there and some good performers and things, but like so many of them, like they go from not doing anything and then to performing in front of 30 or, you know, uh, 3000 people in a theater or something like that. And like on national television and like, yeah. and then become an overnight sensation kind of thing. You know, it's like everybody's just viral videos and stuff like that. And yeah. And I don't know how much of that's, you know, I'm sure there's more to it than that, that on just, that simple uh, story, but you know, it's just like kind of funny how 
there are those people though, like, you know, I didn't believe in myself to get on stage and, and then all of a sudden, like you got the whole world believing in you, like you, you've had the talent there just like, but people, the, um, you know, self doubt is like, is a, it's a tough thing to, to get over. Absolutely, man. That's, that's the internal game. That's the, uh, the inner game for right. sure, man. And, uh, you know, there, there's also, there's like a, uh, it's a humbling experience to like play a solo gig to like, like an empty bar almost, you know, mm-hmm. like on, on part of you thinking, oh man, this sucks. But part of you is just like, no, get used to it. It's okay. You don't, you don't need to have like adoring fans or anybody even paying attention. It's okay just to like go through the motions and try to still sound good and do the thing. Even if it feels like, or even if literally nobody's listening, you right. know, so even even those kind of uncomfortable gigs that it, it really helps you get through that right yeah 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 i think uh i think as all as creatives you know we all want we just you just want the best and when you you always you, people don't realize like i think sometimes like all the work that goes into behind the scenes behind all the things like that like everybody just wants it to be this great big thing to start and i was like yeah and it takes a lot of those gigs where nobody's there and it takes yep. a lot of takes a lot of work uh just building that up until to finally like some for whatever reason sometimes you know you hope it clicks for you know, for, even if you're getting that one person listening and then they tell a friend and hoping, yeah. hoping you build that way and stuff but uh yeah one at a time one right. fan at a time but yeah i think i think that's a lot of it i think people just like afraid to I'm not number one on the charts after my first gig or whatever, you know, yeah. it's like, or something like that. And they just quit or get discouraged or something like that. Yeah. But yeah. You just can't have that. Yeah. You know, yeah. It's, you have to be to some, to some extent internally motivated. Right. Uh, because it is such a tough business and there's so much content quote unquote out there for people to listen to and enjoy that to cut through the noise, it's, it's a whole nother thing, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, and you just have to embrace the, the, the suckiness, the embarrassingness of like, okay, I put right. a song out and literally two people have heard it, you know, yeah. whatever, like, but it's all right. You know, as long as you're proud of it and you like it, cool. It's on them. You know, and there's this, there's this way of seeing it that like, well, if I have a gift and I offer it and someone doesn't take it to whom does the gift belong? Right. It still belongs to you, you know? So you haven't lost anything. Yeah. I feel like that with the pod a lot. Yeah. Like, you know, yeah. Uh, now that everybody has a podcast and it's like, uh, <laughs> you know, it's like anytime I don't even, it's like, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm very proud of what I've accomplished and, and what the show, uh, is done. But even like saying I have a podcast now, it's like, you know, everybody's like, oh yeah, we, you know, when, especially if they don't know me, it's like, yeah. And, but everybody's like, I'm sure they get hit up. Everybody's got a podcast, you know, yep. everybody wants to, so it's just, it's that kind of thing. Like trying to cut through the noise. Like, like I said, like it just, yeah. Every, there's uh, literally, you know, thousands, millions, maybe, I don't know, whatever it is, but <laughs> yeah. You know, same thing with artists though. There's just like, yeah, there's a lot of music out there and it's hard to get people to care about what, what you're doing. So it's, it, it's, is. it can be difficult, but, uh, it is. Re, you know, it's very rewarding when you find your audience and you find the people that, uh, are, you know, into what you're doing, man, they re- recognize, uh, the recognize the real uh feeling of it all and the the lyrics the music and 
So, um, feels good when you find that where you belong. That is so true, man. Yep. So it's about the people that get it, not the people that don't get it. Yep. Yep. Um, so we got, uh, this coming out, uh, and you, you've got some making the rounds through St. Louis, uh, doing some more of these solo gigs. Uh, yep. do you, uh, do you anticipate, uh, touring or doing, uh, what, what all would you like to see to, with this record? I mean, we got the, yeah. we got the, obviously the release, you got your music video. Do you have other things, uh, on the checklist, uh, still to do with the, uh, around this release and stuff? Yes. Um, you know, so I have to thank our friend Al Halliday. Um, me and him had a meeting recently and he shared with me a contact of this, woman named Mavis Harris, who is out of British Columbia, and she does PR for records. So I'm working with a, a PR person for this record. And that's why we delayed the full digital release till mm -hmm. November, because we need some advanced time to let these publications and whatever, you know, places kind of learn about it and, and uh, decide if they want to write about it and whatnot. And so she's going to, she's going to service it to college radio and serious radio and I hope that yeah, I hope that some of these tracks pick up and people listen to them. I I love to go to Europe and play, you know, because there's a there's a big market for American music in Europe. Oh yeah. Um. So, uh, you know, I, I I don't foresee myself really wanting to go out, I, you know, because I've played in 47 U.S. states and Canada and Mexico, and I don't really want to go out and do like the dive bar circuit to like, you know, uh, an empty bar and like sleep in my van or whatever, you know. Like if I'd like to get just like targeted good gigs and like do little weekend trips here and there. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, I've, I've just toured so much. It's like, I've, I've already done that, but I'd like to do the right gigs in the right rooms in the right cities. Right. And I, I hope all that comes. I'm open to it. I would love to do it. Yeah. Yeah. It could be cool, man. Yeah. 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 Um, hopefully, uh, hopefully she'll get you in the, in the right hands, uh, as far as, um, I think, uh, there's a lot of this could be good for placements too. Uh, it's mm -hmm. something I've been thinking a lot about. I mean, obviously, you know, it's been talked about with how many different streaming services and all the different networks we have and all these different shows are coming out. But, um, and you know, it's kind of the same kind of, uh, sentiment that we're talking about as far as like getting out as an artist, but you know, there's all these different shows, like some shows, have a hard time, you know, finding sticking out and stuff, but, but all of them have music. There are a lot of, yeah. them, a lot of them have music, yeah. you know, like you, whether it's, you know, different, uh, background stuff or whatever, you know, or if some of them feature music more than others, uh, and, um, uh, like Yellowstone is like, you know, not, not that made her career, but, uh, Lainey Wilson, like got a big boost out of, uh, Yellowstone and now she's, you know, doing huge stuff, right? You know, touring and things, and that's fantastic. Yeah, um, doing really well, and so things like that. I look at like, I wonder if uh, do you do you ever think about like, do you feel is there a certain show or movies or you know type of thing like you think that this music might lend itself to? Is there a certain uh, as a fan like, is there anything you think about that? Like, is I mean, uh, uh pipe dream would be like hey quentin tarantino right. like put put one of these tracks in your movie you know sure um but yeah I'm, I'm open to all that you know like uh i don't i don't watch tv i don't i okay. don't know any shows right that are on right now but i like movies you yeah. know and uh i think just the americana vibe you know be good for yeah scenes of driving down the highway or getting on a train right. or hiking through the woods you know um and so yeah I'm, I, i'd sure like to 
get some songs and those kind of things. Yeah. It's a fun way to, or maybe, maybe it's me. Maybe I, I feel like there's probably gonna be more than more people like me, but like, like, you know, there's certain songs, like sometimes when, uh, you know, you're watching stuff and it just catches your ear and I like, I'll Google, I'll start Googling something and I'm like, I don't know. Uh, I don't know who this is or, but it, maybe Google a line of the lyric that you heard and, or something like that. Or now they have like a, a Shazam kind oh, of yeah. helps too. Like if you, if it's clear enough Yep. and, um, fun to discover a new music all the time like that. Like, you know, just, Definitely. uh, hearing certain things that catch your ear. So absolutely, man. Um, but, uh, or even commercials, uh, there was, uh, I saw one, like, uh, actually it was a trailer, um, righteous gemstones, uh, recently. <laughs> and like, uh-huh. and I heard, uh, the song and I was like, I knew the song, but I was like, it took me a second. I'm like, man, I know. Uh, and I finally figured it all out, but it was just like, I really enjoyed the song and then reminded me of it. Like I hadn't heard it in a while. So then I went and I started listening to it again. So that's like, it's those kind of things too. Like just kind of maybe brings up, uh, memory some other things too so yeah but hopefully you're discovering new music that way or definitely or man. if uh if you're into that kind of thing but I absolutely think i think it's a good way for uh a newer artist to to get discovered you know uh mm-hmm. through those shows like that so yeah all it takes is one song right 10 seconds of one song right yeah yeah and especially like i feel you know you mentioned your music video um but i feel there's so much of it that um with the, the imagery and stuff, like, like I said, placed in a right situation in a movie, yeah, like could elevate your song to the, to yeah. the next level and stuff, whatever, you know, just like it connects in such a, uh, such a way and stuff like, uh, yep. and that's, what's fun about music videos and stuff too. But, but just the way they, uh, for me, that's always kind of, you know, I, I guess cause I grew up on that, you know, we grew up on the era of MTV and stuff. So music yep. videos are always been a big part of our lives. And, yep. uh, so for me, like I do like listening to a record, but having a visual to go with it. And now where you look at like uh, today we have, you know, Facebook and Instagram and TikTok and everything's all video based. It is. Yeah. And you know, so you have to have a visual to go with it, but yep. I think placed in a right soundtrack or anything could really, you know, set it, set it up real nice for you. So maybe we'll get there. Maybe, yeah. uh, maybe Quentin Tarantino's listening and, uh, you know, here's the right song. And, yep. uh, that would be, uh, I agree, man. That would be a dream. That, that would be, be. he's one of my favorite filmmakers and yep. I would be, uh, you know, I mean, he played Chuck Berry and yeah, with, uh, <laughs> you know, let's get, uh, let's get Paul Niehouse in there. Yes, too. sir. So let's, uh, Please. Such an icon- iconic scene, like, uh, you know, Pulp Fiction, uh, the dance scene with the yeah. milkshake oh, and whatnot. Yeah. yeah. All right. So, yeah. I wish I, that's, I wish I had something like that, like a job like that to kind of like, yeah, you know, figuring out how to place music and stuff. But yeah, that would be a very fun it, job. It would be fun. But yeah. So yeah, hopefully we'll, we'll make some Paul coming to a town near you. Hopefully, yep. uh, you know, we get, get the word out there, spread the, spread the love around and get some people to b- picking up the copies of the CD and supporting this project. And, um, you, uh, I, was, I mentioned uh, America's Got Talent earlier, and it got me thinking. There, I watched an episode the other day, and it was uh, it was Simon's uh, like fifteen most memorable auditions. Like his he his countdown of like all these auditions over the years, and it got me thinking. Uh, as far as applying it to you, you go out to a lot of shows. I see you out at a lot of different concerts over the years. Mm-hmm. You're in the recording studio. You're getting to meet a lot of different young talent. 
mm-hmm. um, or, you know, older talent that is finally getting into a studio to record or, you know, different things uh, and uh, kind of their debut. Uh, so I was thinking about like, I mean, I'm putting you on a spot, but like, what do you have a couple or maybe like the one that comes to mind when you think about uh, most uh, memorable like audition type of things, like something, I mean, not necessarily audition, but your, your introduction to them and that you were like, man, there's something oh, yeah. really special here. Marcel Strong. Yeah. He was 77 at the time. He came here to do a track for the 17 and 17 record for the blue society. And man, he's man, you know, he's, he's since passed away, but, that dude was a living legend mm-hmm. and he he would play down at Hammerstones and all over the place and he bl- blowed saxophone and sang and at 77 his voice was so clear and strong and passionate and uh he brought down a cd of like i think it was seven or eight tracks like demos from back in the day that sounded like it was recording way back in the day and he said all right you listen to this and tell me which song you want us to do today and i did and that song uh is on 17 and 17 it's called I Got to Find My Baby. And we cut that live down here. And I was on piano, right, you know, like right next to him. And he's sitting there singing and just just singing his, you know, his heart out. Mm-hmm. And uh that that is probably my the track that I'm most proud of of my discography is that song. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, those and those are all available on the yep. streaming platforms, right? Yes, they are. So you can still Still spend those if you don't have a physical copy of those. And, um, but yeah, those are great collections, man. I really, yes. uh, I was looking, you know, uh, when I scrolling through some of your past appearances, I remember, uh, those were always, uh, fun topics to talk about. There's a lot of really great music documented on those. And there is, um, I thought that was, was really cool of you to do all that, especially like I saying with somebody like, uh, Marcel that like maybe hasn't had a lot of recording experience uh and and bringing getting to share their songs like that so yeah you know it's 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 one of the things i'm most proud of, of my career is those records yeah uh the, the the getting to meet all those people and and uh curate those records and um i'll never forget it and and, and i'm just so thankful for that opportunity yeah you you ever gonna are we gonna get more of those or you know, I I've thought about about doing some sort of yeah re- compilation record, you know, from Blue Lotus. You know, right. uh, I don't think the Blue Society has any intention of doing any more of them, which is fine. But I I've thought about yeah, just uh, doing a compilation from Blue Lotus. You know, sure. the the best of the blues or something like that. But <clears throat> yeah, yeah, I've uh, something I've always appreciated. I mean, we, I uh, I remember locally, we the Point Essential collections were always a uh, you know, for, for modern alternative rock stuff, it was always a great sampler disc of like what's happening in St. Louis rock music at the time. Yeah. And those are still a lot of fun to listen to. And because a lot of those, some of those songs only exist on those discs Yep, and, um, you know, kind of thing. So, um, same kind of thing for what you had, you know, these, these are all recordings only, a lot of them only appeared on those discs and stuff. So yep, I think that's a lot a fun part of it. And, um, but I've also, I've often thought about it as far as the podcast wise, like, you know, whether it's some of the live recordings we did or just like artists that I've, I've been on the show, I'd like to, it would be fun to do some kind of 
compilation thing like that too. It's something crossed my mind is just as far as like funding and timing and everything, all the other things like I got a lot of ideas. It's just a matter right. of getting them all to fruition. So for uh, sure, man, um, obviously you playing shows, it works well for you to have something like that, a CD, a physical version of it. Yep. Um, cause you can sell at when all your gigs and things. But for me, it's like, I have a hard, I, I don't know. I don't do a lot of live shows to, or anything like that to, to get that out to people, yeah. uh, as easily. Um, so I think that's kind of where I moved into just making the Spotify playlist. Yeah. And that's a good way to, if people, people can get a variety of stuff on that. So it's kind of made it the digital version of that. Yeah. And one time I did, a, um, upload some of the like live acoustic stuff that we did on Bandcamp, and I made like a little compilation disc on there. Nice. Uh, so there, there's little, you know, pieces of it, uh, but I've never really, like, it would be, I would it'd be a nice moment to have physical doc, you know, uh, be real proud of something like that. Like just to make that happen someday, just to see, you know, I'm sure like very similar thing for you. Like, I mean, I, you've had your name on a lot of discs, but yeah. the day these showed up and then you see Paul Niehaus across the front of it and your pictures and stuff like yep. that's gotta be a very proud moment when you finally get that record all together and stuff. And definitely man. Um, definitely. So yeah, I, uh, I would like something like that. It'd be a fun day to get, get there. That'd be great, man. I'll buy a copy. Yeah. Well, you, uh, you got a bunch of, uh, like let alone the music, but, uh, really, um, nice artwork, uh, a couple of nice pictures of you and, yeah. and this, uh, should be noted that, uh, dedicated to our, uh, our friend Roland Johnson. That's right. The album is dedicated to Roland. Uh, uh I still think about him all the time. Yeah. I put on his music. I start to cry. Yeah. Uh, he's it, dearly missed. Yeah, for sure. He's, uh, was one of a kind and, um, well, you know, what a performer and, and a friend. And, uh, yeah. so that was really a nice touch when I, when he gave me the physical today and I see that on there. It was, it was yep. cool, man. So, yep. Thank you so much. And, uh, you know, I got to thank Jackie Tuber. She uh, took these photos and did the the layout and the cover art. And these photos were uh, taken down in Clarksdale, Mississippi at the Shack Up Inn. Um, so it's a cool place. Got to thank them for letting us do that. Yeah. Nice, man. Well, we've been talking a lot about uh, your music. And, uh, and like I said, all this was recorded here at Blue Lotus. Uh-huh. You record a lot of different people. I just want to make sure to note that uh, you're available uh, if yep. for for hire. If you have a recording project and you'd uh, like to hire Paul, like uh, be sure to reach out to uh, bluelotusrecordings.com. Yep, is that that's the exactly that's, right. that's the best place to yeah to go? Absolutely. So uh, yeah, man, be sure yeah. to check that out and get your next project in here and come visit Paul. Man, you know, we're just so blessed. St. Louis, I truly believe it's one of the best music scenes in the country, if not the world. Yeah. And it's very underrated. It's underground. Part of me kind of wants to keep it that way, but yeah. the other part's like, no, let's blow this stuff up, you know? I, uh, that's a, it's a, yeah. it's a battle. Every, yeah. like, I mean, like I, I want so much from all my friends, you know, I want, yeah. I want them to, you know be rich and famous and yeah. all the, all these things. But then at the same time, like you're saying, I was like, 
we were so spoiled to get to see some some of these amazing things in small clubs and theaters and and different things. I'm just like, man, like there's, I don't want to lose this. I yeah. don't, you know, it's not going to be the same when it's in an amphitheater or, yeah. or whatever. But yeah, so, yeah. Uh, so for self, there are selfish reasons why I, I like, but again, I like, I, I agree that I think this, I, th- and sometimes I look at it like, is it a bias? Am, am I, am, right. am I just, because they are my friends and, and it's home, my hometown. Like, does everybody feel that way about their, right. Their hometown, you know, but then I'm like, no, I don't know. I don't, I don't think, think so. so. I, I don't think yeah. so. I think there's something truly special here. And like, I don't know why we are continually overlooked. Uh, you know, I, 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 there's been a couple of publications that document St. Louis as a great music city. Yeah. And, um, you know, between, you know, Grand Boulevard with all the stuff that Kranzberg's yep. doing all, all the different, uh, the the amount of music venues in a in a certain yeah. radius and stuff. We have a lot of great uh, things happening. We have uh, some really nice festivals coming to town. Yep. Um, and our, I think what's fun about the festival stuff too is that they're putting our some locals right up next to headliner uh, national headliners and stuff too. So it's like it's not like we're just on a little side stage yeah. and or opening the show at, you know, when nobody's there kind of thing. It's yep. we're on this, the post the posters are your name's right in there next to other, you know, larger acts and stuff. And yeah. Um, it's only a matter of time. I think, yeah. and you know, the, uh, it's, it's, I thought it may have happened by now. Like yeah. be on a, uh, more exposure, but yeah, man, I, that's, I mean, that's what started me doing the show. Like, yeah. cause I believe what we have happening here in St. Louis music and, there's, you know, I've been doing this for nine years, over yeah. a thousand episodes, trying to, trying to document all of it I can. And, um, and there's still, uh, discovering new people all every day, man. So well, absolutely, you know, man. And, uh, it keeps me going. It keeps you going. It keeps you yep. employed, uh, yep. recording more pe- new projects and stuff. And, yep. but, uh, yeah, I really, uh, I would love for, there's some of these shows we go to that are criminally unattended, yeah. you know, yeah. and embarrassingly like, yeah. low audience for a, for a big act. Right. You know? Yeah, we've been there, and it's it's uncomfortable. You feel bad for the performers that drove all day to get there and sound checked five hours before the show starts, and you mm-hmm. know it's. But yeah, it's it's a numbers problem, you yeah. know. Just yeah, it's yeah. I don't, and then when I see like the amphitheater gig, like you know, whoever it is comes to town and then it's yeah. like sold out 20,000 people or whatever. It's yeah. like, I'm like, man, I could name yeah. five local artists yeah. that sound something similar. Yep. That Just you, as good. That you probably would really like. Yep. That you could see $5, $10 or whatever, you yep. know, see in your neighborhood. And, and a beer isn't $12 yeah. a piece. Yeah. So that's, I mean, I don't know, like more power to them, but I just feel like there's, I just, you know, wish people would see the, see it the way I see it, and you know, yeah. not that everybody has to like the same stuff I like, and but like, I wish people would recognize the the talent that we have here, and I don't yeah, know, I, don't I get agree. Uh, we're, we're 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 still trying to fight the good fight. You know, yes, to, we are trying to get people yes, to, to to care about St. Louis music. So. Yep, we're evangelizers of it, and yeah. I believe in it, and I'm thankful to be a small part of it, and I'm gonna keep singing its praises. Yeah, because it is awesome. Yeah. I agree. So, so if you want to have a good time, uh, you know, 
we got a, we got a lot of good choices out there. So come yep. out and support some live local music. Uh, and a great opportunity would be August 18th at the mm-hmm. Mad Art Gallery. Again, you got uh, Paul Niehaus and friends. Uh, we can bring this record to life. And you got uh, Von Meyer opening the show. And yep. you got uh, DJ Red Eye Hi-Fi uh, doing a ball vinyl spin to keep the dance party going all night. Yep. Cover charge. Uh, I think it's gonna be a ten dollar cover charge. Doors are seven. Show at eight. And then you got you can you have physicals available at the merch table. You can take yep. a record home with them that night. Yep. And um, are you planning to do most of the album or? Oh uh, yeah, we're gonna do all eleven all songs yeah. plus a couple covers as well. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, that sounds like a good night. Yeah. So, so join us uh, and uh, again, get plugged in with Paul on the socials, uh, bluelotusrecordings.com for all uh, recording needs. And, uh, but yeah, buddy, this is, it's been a lot of fun. I really enjoy my time down here. Always uh, fun getting to hang with you and talk about music. And so I can't wait for everybody to hear this record. Same. Thank you so much, Shane. Thank you, Paul. Bye, everybody. See ya.